Okay, so I guess we're going to get started. This is the first official Spencer Talks About Stuff podcast, and I'm interviewing my wife, Debbie Lee Gerke. (laughs) I almost said Debbie Ryan. (laughs) It's still kind of weird to get used to. Yeah, so you got really formal for that. Yeah, I feel like you have to kind of do a little formal intro before you get started. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's true. Okay, so our... I don't know. I mean, we can try to continue our conversation about what we were talking about, or we can talk about the topic that we were talking about talking about. <laughs> Sorry. If you want to just, we can just well, chat too and just get used to it and then do it. If you want. Yeah. Yeah. Or, one. or well, I'm okay. trying to think of what would be non-controversial, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't. I don't think we should. I mean, it's a test run though. Yeah, it is a test run, but I kind of want to, I kind of want this to be a legit, I don't know. Like I would send it to Jenny and Abby and Ross and Andrew. Yeah, I guess. And just see what they think. But this is a good way to kind of speak your mind in a way that maybe you couldn't do the same to someone else in person. Yeah, I think, yeah. I don't know. I just, I'd rather talk about, instead of even getting into going or getting into what's going on in the world, I'd rather talk about like fun happy things right now yeah yeah me too. so because it is kind of depressing um you know when you get on a topic that not everyone agrees on and you know could bring up some emotion and so true yeah the main thing i'm thinking about now is how <laughs> and my hand is already exhausted oh no way my okay so you can i you can gotta, see like, how switch. a mic stand would be beneficial you gotta like switch back and forth okay i'm gonna i'm actually gonna start my timer too to make sure we don't go too crazy long um it's gonna be a crossfit countdown timer <laughs> Well, I'm gonna start have, I'm cheering gonna have ben, us on as gonna, an imam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have Ben on the podcast. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, all right, His 10 seconds. that week, yeah. Three, two, one, go. And then at the end of and the podcast. And ACDC comes on. Yeah, at the end of the podcast, I'm going to have him say, in time. <laughs> um, oh, Ben, we love you. Okay, I'm starting it. Three seconds. Go. Oh, it only beeps twice. Yeah, that twice. was weird. That was weird. Um, okay, so what we were going to talk about. Oh, I should do. Okay. A toast? Well, so a shtick of this podcast is going to be, I, I would like to do it in the evenings all the time. And the guests are going to bring either, they're going to bring an alcoholic beverage of their choice, but they have to bring two of them and we're going to drink them on the podcast. And the, the first little like intro into the podcast is going to be us just kind of chatting about the yeah. drink that we're drinking. And why you chose it too. And yeah. What, what makes you unique yeah. from other people that this would be the specialty drink you would partake in. Yep. Okay. So Debbie is going to tell us what we're drinking and while I get these drinks ready. Oh, so it looks like we have the Ace. <laughs> yeah. It's the Ace Cider. <laughs> No, you picked them out, but well, I was. I pointed at them and you said yes. You to try so it's the bloody it orange craft cider, and I was particularly interested in it because it's unfiltered, and I love unfiltered. It's from uh, what company? Ace. Ace. Yeah, I said that. Okay. Uh, but 
Yeah, something about unfiltered makes me remember our trip to Pilsen. Oh, yeah. And having yeah. just that unfiltered. Like, that was really when I really gained an appreciation for filtered versus unfiltered in the taste. Yeah, and, like, how much work goes into actually, like, creating an alcoholic beverage. Like, how they put those. They dug that whole giant basement where it's, like, cool, where the barrels can stay so yeah. they don't have to pay for refrigeration. Yeah, that's It's awesome. mind-blowing. This drink actually reminds me... It, because the bottle's clear it looks like kombucha like it looks like there's a scoby in there that you should move around yeah i like this um i don't think it's as good as the pineapple one i think it needs to be a little colder since we left in the car for so long oh shoot well (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it is good i like the pineapple um you know it's funny like if you like drinks that objectively tastes good immediately somebody tells you that you're like not manly oh it's like oh you have to drink a heavy beer and bourbon that stings your throat and it's like yeah i like a glass of maker's mark every once in a while and i'll have an ipa every once in a while but when it's that one person who's always having a whiskey on rocks you're like okay you're faking it here come on now (laughs) but it's like okay objectively cider is delicious yes nobody can argue that cider is unless you don't like candy yeah, and what's what's even more delicious than just normal cider is pineapple flavored cider from Ace. That's my opinion. <laughs> yes. Um Yeah, like on a hot summer day, would you go out to like Ten Barrel and order a whiskey? Oh, I would never order a whiskey. No, 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 I know. I know. But I'm saying like I know you would never yeah. order it. But just a person. Like this generic hipster North Ender in my mind Mm-mm. going in for their whiskey on the rocks. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> did that make a noise? It was my, uh, <laughs> that was my throat. That was your throat? Yeah. I thought it was my throat. <laughs> I think it was mine. I felt something. Um, okay. So <laughs> these ciders, these unfiltered uh, blood orange craft ciders from Ace, we got them at... Um, Oh, gosh. Brewer's Haven on Vista in Boise. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen them. I don't think I've seen them anywhere else besides there. And that was the first place I saw, like, the pear flavored. And they had blackberry, too. Yeah, I swear Grocery Outlet had some of these. But, oh, maybe they did. But, yeah, it says, please shake bottle gently before opening. So, it's totally like a SCOBY. Well, it's You got to, like, the, sift it around. I don't know much about the, unfiltered beer, honestly. It's all the crap from, like, the mash like so they, why do they filter some? What what difference does it have in taste? Uh, it's I think it's just for consistency. Like when you get an unfiltered or you get like a filtered beer that's a Coors Light that always goes through the same process, it always tastes the same. Yeah, there's something more to it though. I feel like I like filtered beers or sorry, unfiltered beers more because they taste different. And I'm not sure what that particular difference is, but... I don't know. I Okay, so looking at the ingredients on these, it says fermented apple juice, blood orange juice, grapefruit juice, which I can definitely taste, malic yeah. acid, and sulfite. So there's a couple preservatives. And then it's all juice. That's actually amazing. So it's got to be like... It's got to be like the apple rind and like the pulp from the... Um, like orange... Yeah, especially being an unfiltered cider, it's going to be totally yeah. different from beer. But like the the unfiltered beer we had, you know those like, it wasn't hops. Was it barley? Yeah, it was the barley that you and could eat. Yeah, they let us taste. So for 
<laughs> for people who are listening, um, we are talking about when we went to Pilsen, we drank unfiltered beer, um, like fresh out of a barrel that they were aging to go up to filter and then to bottle for it to be shipped into stores. Um, and they filled up glasses for us directly from the barrels and we drank the unfiltered version. So I, I assume it's just chunks of barley floating around in there. I mean, it's gotta be, that's obviously what it is because they filter it kind of once and it's still got some crap floating around in it. And then they have to filter it again, probably to meet some distributing standard or something. Yeah, I think I like this cider because I I do like grapefruit juice quite a bit. I forget about that. I used to eat grapefruits all the time. Dude, my mom used to buy us grapefruits. Yeah, and I used to eat them all the time with just like a tiny bit of sugar, but pretty pretty much no sugar. Dude, you know what's hilarious? People, I guarantee everyone at some point in their life, maybe our parents just bought that because like... It was the thing to do. We were doing it at the same time, I bet you. Yeah, we probably were. It was like, like, did you go through a pomegranate phase too? Uh, we bought a couple that my mom made me open, like in in like a big bowl, so I didn't get pomegranate juice everywhere. Yeah, same. <laughs> really, seriously? Yes. Or you didn't get pods that someone stepped on somewhere. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you put it, you accidentally spill one on the carpet. Yeah, or something. maybe maybe there's a, like some mom group out there that makes sure everyone's kitchen is on the same schedule. <laughs> You're going through those phases at the same time. <laughs> Maybe. Or it's just trendy to do things. Yeah. Like, you know what's weird? What they used to do in the, I think it was like in the 50s or 60s, they would make jello molds. Nobody makes jello mold. Yeah. Who makes a jello mold? It's like you get invited over to your neighbor's house for dinner. It's like, oh, we brought a jello mold for you. <laughs> and remember all those Tupperware? Yeah, you'd have like a Businesses Tupperware party. Businesses that were door to door. Yeah, they would try to get you to start a Tupperware party. Yeah. And then, oh, mom's having a pampered chef party okay. Chef party this week. What about Sensi, though? That's like yeah. a thing now, too. So I guess I only ever, I, I only remember my mom doing pampered chef. I don't think my mom ever did it. And maybe like, Ar- no, not Arbonne, but uh, Mary Kay. I feel oh. like she did some Mary Kay. And I remember I went to parties that other friends of hers were having that they were doing like a makeup party and she had like bring you along yeah Yeah. and we would get our makeup done for free and i thought it was the coolest thing in the world but it's because they're trying to sell you all the stuff and it's like it's like those moms now that are at home selling arbon and it's like all right we're gonna go over to karen's party tonight and this is gonna be her income we gotta we gotta break we gotta buy something because this is her income when did it turn from being I guess when, when it got a bad rap from being like a multi-level marketing thing where... Mary Kay has a bad rap? No, no, no. I'm oh. saying I'm saying uh, oh. like pyramid schemes in general. Yeah. It's like, oh, now that's what they're doing in life. That that sucks. Yeah. Like, like one, I'm not... I don't want to follow that person anymore. At one point, like your mom working for Avon was actually like not looked down upon I yeah guess. people would have like stickers on their cars letting people know that they were distributors there's, do you remember that? there's people driving around right now yeah with that's Sensi true stickers on that's their car. true that's crazy to me yeah i wonder like there's got to be oh you know what was okay this was this was eye-opening for me you and i flew to cabo and when we were in the airport coming back from cabo there was a group of people that had won a trip to cabo by selling 
makeup or whatever. Remember those people that were yeah. biased? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was the big one. It was, it was Rodin like, and Fields. Rodin and Fields. Yes. Yeah. And they... They were comparing how... Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about they those people. They were comparing how much they spent yes. compared to somebody else that was invited to Cabo. And they were like, we don't think Jason's pulling his weight. Yes. Dude. They had their groups and they were like one-upping each other. Like, oh my, I, I'm i the head of my group. I don't even know any of the terms. But yeah, they were talking about that. And then the one gal was continually on social media just liking other people's shit yeah and then, yeah she was and then just trying through and how long oh my gosh she had that post she was trying to come up with a caption for a picture she had taken at the airport and she mm. went through like 10 different things that she typed out and then erased <laughs> yeah it was crazy i've never seen that much effort put into something like that dude so what's crazy to me is that if you know that one of your peers solely does that and they're like oh my job got me a flight to Cabo and we went there for 10 days or whatever with my sales group like would you ever trust that person that they weren't lying to you because they're always trying to sell shit always always especially if they like how much money I mean that's $1,200 a person maybe at least and if they put them up and then paid for all their food and stuff how much money did the company invest in those people so how much did they sell yeah that's they a sold good to everyone i bet yeah. non-stop all day they're on social media they're emailing people non-stop yeah those that's are the cream of the crop in that area of expertise if you oh want to God. call it that yeah but okay. that's wild so i do know i do know some people like some co-workers and stuff that have um you know they sell sensi but i don't think they sell you know maybe they'll sell one a week or something it's like is it worth they probably don't bring it up like those kind of people don't bring it up to their friends it's if their friends mention it then they're like oh i actually sell that stuff if you want to buy it through me and then the person probably doesn't feel bad because they weren't bullied into it yeah so those people probably have more friends (laughs) kind of crazy what nothing (laughs) my mind's wandering about the Cabo stuff? Well, I was thinking about this cider again. I think I like it too because it's not sweet and mm. it kind of tastes like a beer to me. Like it's not straight up cider? It's yeah, it's in not like that tart sweetness. Yeah. Um, it's like a sour. I think I'm picking up your chair oh, a little bit. Yeah, sorry. I'm rocking pretty it's okay. hard. I mean, you can rock. Just don't do it to squeakiness. <laughs> Well, there's like this bump in the middle. We can talk about how comfy our our chairs are. Oh, yeah. But there's this bump in the middle of mine that every so often, if I lean far enough back, it'll like reset this spring oh, I'm sitting on. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I like it. Um, so we, So we discovered an insane store. Debbie discovered it. We've been talking about going in there for the longest time. Yeah, it wasn't a discovery necessarily. It was more. It was more well. Laziness you were the and first we, one to go in. Yes, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. So Antique World Mall on Overland is the coolest store I know I've ever been into, and I think you've said that too. Yeah, that I texted you that while I was there, <laughs> and I told you you needed to get over here ASAP. Yeah. There was just so much stuff there, and it was like I would see something that was really cool, and I'd be like. Oh, I need to remember where this is so Spencer can see it. And then you like walk five more feet 
and you're like, oh my God, where am I? I don't remember. Is this a wrong turn? Where where did I come <laughs> so from? The, it so was the, huge. So it's so big. I bet there's got to be 15 rows or 12 rows maybe. Like big um, shelves like running down the middle of it. And the shelves, I don't know, they're probably like six feet apart. But it, they're so hard to navigate down because there's chairs there's trinkets there's old pepsi machines uh movie props yeah. legos uh stuff from the stuff from the first world war and the civil war they had like civil war badges and medals yeah one of the crazy things about it though is there's no rhyme or reason as to where something is so it's like you could find something in the corner that might have been there for the last 10 years that that is, nobody knew about. Yeah. They like totally forgot that something like that was there. And it's just like buried under a couple other pieces of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I thought there was a small rhyme or reason to how it's put together. But other than that, there's not. Yeah. There's like, there's tiny little pockets of similar things. Yes. But it's like, like you said, there's like a five foot pocket of all Star Wars stuff. And then you move on and then you'll see Star Wars stuff like on the other side of the yes. the store too. Yes. But it's like a little pocket too. I, yeah, I dig it. It was, it was cool because it's almost like you're going from room to room within one large area. It's like, it's like watching, it's like going to a, a kid's bedroom from like Stranger Things. Like there's like old games of yes. Clue and like an old radio and like a... I don't even know, like old GI Joe stuff and like toy knives and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's so bizarre. Even stuff from our childhood. I feel like I hadn't thought about in a while. I don't remember oh, any specifics. Saw. I guess like Furby was there. Yeah. There was that whole area where we were like, Oh my gosh, I forgot about those toys <laughs> yeah. that were like from when you were so young. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw a few star Wars figurines. So they're, they're not like Legos and they're not like giant G.I. Joe action things. Action figures. They're like little action figures. Yeah. And I had, ooh, I probably had a hundred at the most at one point. And I wow. think they're, I think they're still in my mom's attic. You have that many? Yeah. That's okay. wild. So when I, okay, this is how it's going to be when Ross and Abby have kids. We're going to be the aunt and uncle that get them. I mean, oh, not, totally. saying, not saying that Jenny and Andrew won't, but I'm just saying like, Andrew and Jenny are going to get them a thing for Christmas, for a holiday, for their birthday. And it's like, okay, when everyone finds out, oh, what is he like? Oh, Star Wars figures. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then like okay. all your aunts and uncles get you Star Wars figures. Yeah. So so they're checking in with your parents like, oh, so what's Spencer into this year? Yeah. yeah. And she tells them one theme and they all, you get identical yeah, things yeah, from everyone. Totally. Yeah. Yes. That's how you totally accumulate like one specific <laughs> That's, man, Barbies. Those took off. Did you have Barbies? Yeah, I had Barbies. I had, I remember this huge, basically like plastic horf, horse trough with a lid <laughs> on it and just piles of Barbies and pseudo Barbies yeah. that were thrown in there. Then the Bratz dolls came out. And I remember going over to a friend's house that had like so many Bratz dolls and like the coolest doll houses. And we would just like play in there that's crazy i feel like i was fairly i was like 12 i don't know i was 
like 11 or 12 and I was still doing that. I, I feel guess, like I, I did Legos yeah, up until I, guess, I was like 14. I guess I think of like really young, yeah, like six, but I was around 12 and we were still like playing with the Bratz dolls and like dressing them up. Well, I don't feel, I mean, you, I don't think you were ever like pressured to be cool. Like, like how, what grade are you in when you're 12? Yeah. Sixth grade, maybe? I don't know. Is yeah. it fifth or sixth? Maybe. No, like, I think, tw- I think 12 is like seventh grade. Oh, well, six or seven. Maybe. I think it's six or seven. Yeah, it's somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah. But yeah, you just kind of do your do your own thing still. Yeah, Whatever. I don't think. I don't think it's bad if, like, a kid is into Legos. Like I was telling you, I f- I follow this guy on YouTube, and his name is I think his name is Ryan, but he has this YouTube channel where he reviews Legos. And it's crazy oh, to that see live stream. that live stream. Yeah. He's so passionate about it, but he gets questions from like younger kids. Like he'll do a live Q and a where people ask questions and he'll just answer like his fans questions who comment on YouTube. And like, he's so positive about it. He goes, I don't, if you enjoy it, continue to do it. Like if it's your hobby and you like it, why like some other kid is going to call you a loser because you're doing what you like. Like yeah. that's why, why and then, do kids bully each other yeah, like that? And then you get to that level where, I mean, that guy's making thousands of dollars on his videos, every yep. video yep. just to do what he's so passionate about. Yeah. It's like, all right, look who you, who's the loser now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I, I think recently I've kind of, you know, realized how, how much that makes sense. Cause I feel like you get in the mode of. Oh, I got to earn. I got to earn. I got to put more money down on the house. I got to contribute to my 401k, all that stuff. But there's some people out there that are so content without even worrying about like, you know, they'll make their mortgage payment every month, but they're like out living life to the fullest and not getting stressed out over money. Mm-hmm. They're out making experiences. Yeah. So, I mean, I think obviously you have to plan for your future, but I think that there's a balance between those things too. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. This is what I am thinking about. Okay. I'm wondering how much your experiences, I, I, this is what I'm reflecting on actually. Let me rephrase this. I'm filling the time gap so <laughs> Debbie can analyze her statement and put it oh, together correctly. I can't do it correctly. What do you mean? You try. So, if it's not like, yeah, I just was thinking about how, you know, how your brain's not fully developed till you're what in your early twenties. I think like twenty three, er- earlier mid twenties. Yeah. Yeah. So it just goes to show like how easily manipulated your brain is in like high school because you're not you you when you look back on high school you realize that you weren't the true self that you turned out to be at that time. Yeah, you're conforming to other people. You're doing what other people think you should be doing. Exactly, because your brain is still trying to figure shit out. It's like malleable. And yeah, so you look back at your like high school self and you realize you're a completely different person from that time. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad thing, but it is interesting to just realize that once, once your brain has fully formed that you do recognize shit like that, that you would have never prior yeah. to. And yeah, it's like, changed who you are. Yeah. What do you think about our, like, I feel like our parents don't give a shit what people think. Like, yeah. 
they're just like, well, we do our thing and we're happy doing it. We, we figured out our routine Yep. and we like what we do. Why would you change it? You know, but when you're younger, I guess maybe because you don't have those years of experience and you haven't figured out like what your routine should be, but it's just funny. Like, Oh, all my friends are wearing bracelets. I'm going to start wearing bracelets yeah, too. Yeah, Those live strong bracelets or like the, I don't know. Yeah. And it was like at one point more people, like the more bracelets you had, the cooler it was. Yeah. Like punk, like little punk kids yeah. would have like a bunch of bracelets on each arm. Oh, totally. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They have like a striped shirt and like bleach Yeah, the rubber bracelets hair. were huge. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, they have like 10 on one wrist. Ooh, <laughs> oh, fancy. Dude, that was after my time. Oh, Because I, the I'm kids that think. I had had like beads and like rope bracelets and like leather bracelets yeah. and stuff. But I've seen what you're talking about. Like, okay, I have to have a Livestrong one. I have to have a What Would Jesus Do one. Like yeah. 10 of them. Oh, totally. Yeah. I was I was in a phase too where I would make those Rastafarian. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about the the necklaces and shit with, with like the, the very thin, like, like ropey twine. Oh, oh yeah, okay. where you would like macrame it yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was I used to do all sorts of those and like have the beads in them and did make you, like chokers. Did you do them by yourself or did you have? Yeah, friends? I did them by myself. Uh, yeah, I did them by myself. Like Brooke and Ashley didn't do it with you? I don't think so. I could ask them. But I, yeah, I feel like that was just something I saw at the craft store and I liked how they looked. And Dude, that's so rad. Is that not normal? No, I think it is. I think kids though. Yeah, you pick up on different hobbies. I never saw myself as crafty though. I just feel like, oh, that's cool. But I feel like I can do it myself too and make it exactly what I want. Oh, so you saw a thing that was for sale and just made something to... Yeah, to like replicate that's it. That's awesome. That's I don't so know. cool. I think that's how I kind of get interested in stuff. I'm like, whoa, like instead of, you know, sewing my own blinds or shades. Yeah. I can make it myself and make like find the material exactly how I want it yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what uh, like my mom has told us a bunch of stories about how good she is at sewing and... It's just hilarious that she she would make my dad like dress shirts. Yeah, that's awesome. Like button down dress See, shirts. Yeah, I want to learn how to do that. Yeah, that I totally are like, need to. I've talked about that I know, for that's so long. It's you, been like three years. You have to get you you gotta get I you know what's funny is I asked my mom about this the other day. I was like, you should show Debbie how to do it. Like teach her just some basic stuff. Yeah. And she I think she was a little like caught off guard or kind of embarrassed or something, but she was like, Oh, I'm not that good at sewing. And I'm like, Whatever. dude, you, you yeah. can make shit. That's like, all that matters. She would like patch our jeans and stuff. When yeah. We were kids. And if you've made like, didn't you have family shirts or something? If you would go to Disneyland. I don't. Yes. Yes, you we did? did. Yeah. yeah. And she would make them. I don't right? know if my mom made them oh. or if Dana made them. Oh, I think it had awesome. to have been my mom. There's no way Dana did that. I yeah. think my mom did it. I swear she did. Yeah. That. Okay. And so ma- this she is... made your dad's shirts like that in itself is amazing. And she made, uh, what do you call them? Like little uh, curtains for inside my dad's like 70s van. That's right. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, like I want to get a van and have my own curtains in there. Yeah. That would be ideal. To sew your own curtains? 
Yeah. I just want to, that stuff interests me. Like I'm not super crafty, but yeah, I'll get like ideas at Target and I'll be like, that is so cute, but I feel like I can make it myself. And 98% of those things I don't actually do, but just like thinking of the idea is like exciting. Like, Ooh, I could replicate that. Like I can do that myself. Okay. So I, I truly believe in, um, you know, I don't know if it's 10,000 hours, but the Malcolm Gladwell thing about you're not an expert until you've done something for so, like so many hours in your life. Um, but you, like, I think people get too frustrated too early with things when they, tr- when they would like want to start a new hobby and it doesn't go well and it gets frustrating. And I'm trying to learn yeah. Photoshop and Adobe After Effects and Adobe uh, Premiere and dude, it's like, you know, the programs work well because people are able to upload YouTube videos with them. We have peers that told us like, okay, this is the best video editing software there is. So when I like something doesn't go well for me on there, or I can't figure something out. Like I know people can do it because I've seen the final product of people doing it, but you don't know how to do it yet. And it's like, you have, you just have to spend time in it clicking around and stuff or watching all these tutorials, but it's just time. It just yeah. takes time being in there. Like, would you know how to put together an Excel spreadsheet? No. So I know I've basic shit, but yeah, so that's I've done so it far so out of the realm of my everyday yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. And like, you got to think that people, um, like we have a peer who's an engineer mm-hmm. and he works on a software program. And that's his job is like, and I think Ash and Ida and Samir, mm-hmm. they were telling us that they work with the same software program all the time. Basically coding. Like I don't know shit about coding. Yeah. But it's like you work in that realm so often and it's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. It's almost like thankless work because you're in there doing all these minute detail things that matter in the big picture. But like when it comes down to it, it's like, oh, you made 10 seconds of a video. You know, it's like yeah. how many hours went into that yeah, 10 seconds. Yeah, oh, totally. And you're realizing that now. It's like... Do you think how... it's cool outside? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna... I don't know. It was know, 95. My... You know what? That's covered. I'm going to uncover that. Um, Continue. Sorry. Continue with your thought. Oh, shoot. Did I mess that up? I think it's okay. Can you hear both ears? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, only my one good ear. <laughs> no, I mean like <laughs> are both left and right channels happening okay what was your thought gonna be oh man i don't remember what i was thinking about but i'm sorry i got no it was it was good it was interesting it the the rabbit hole you went down made me think of something myself but then i lost it again like how many hours it takes to learn something and how many hours yeah oh that's what it is so i feel like for so long in my life i was good at i i loved being the best at one particular thing Uh uh-huh So I was always like the best at soccer. Yeah. And then as I've gotten older, I've enjoyed the opportunity to be okay at a lot of different things. Yeah. Like I'll still have certain things that I like being the best at, but for the most part, I like just being okay at a lot of things. Unless, unless like something activates some sort of passion in me that makes me want to pursue it. But more at this point, I like it having more different experiences 
than having the same experience over and over in order yeah. to perfect or get better at something to become like the best at it. Yeah. And see, I think that that's a trait that, you know, somebody who's super specialized in one field probably doesn't understand. Like they're just super dedicated to doing one thing all the time. Yeah. But I think that the skill of like being vulnerable and putting yourself in a new situation fairly often. Yeah. And I like, like doing that now, dude, which I used to not. Dude, you, you, you got me into doing that kind of stuff. That's what's crazy is, yeah, I was in my own little bubble. Um, you know, I wasn't the best football player when I played at Boise State, but I was pretty good. And like, obviously, you know, I got a scholarship out of high school and I was pretty good at doing that. Yeah. And it's like I was trying to find that next thing after football to be perfect at. Like, because mm-hmm. that's how all of high school was, all of college was. And then when college was over, it's like, you know, I've been kind of struggling trying to figure out which path I want to go down. Mm-hmm. But I like so many different paths that I feel like it's kind of cool Yeah, just to go. Like, dude, no offensive lineman that I played with at BSU would have played indoor soccer. Like would have run Roby Creek. Or would have run Roby Creek. I thought Roby that's Creek. where you were going first. No, no, yeah. no, no. I think that there's some dudes that do half marathons and stuff. Like there's some guys that have gotten fairly Like a one-time fit. thing, but to do like a indoor soccer, like something so totally different yeah, from like, yeah, that's football, awesome. Football is so different from soccer. And dude, yes. you knew how terrified I was. Oh, totally. Like I thought I had bricks for feet and it's like. You were, the, you like did so well. It well, was amazing. I've, and I think so much of soccer too is just the effort you put into it. So like if you mess up, you're going to correct it and like run the ball down again. Dude, I, because of playing at Boise State and the coaches we had and like the expectations that were set, I got so pissed off at our teammates who wouldn't run up and yeah. down the field. I'm like, hustle back. That's we how I always was too. It's like, at least if you suck, like you can not suck a little by trying more, you yeah. know, like even if you're not naturally talented at something, you're going to help the team by yeah. at least just hustling. Well, and if you're just a presence, like when they get back on offense, yeah. if you're just a presence down there, like a body, it doesn't really matter unless the other guy's Ronaldinho. Yeah, whatever. unless you're like standing in one spot. So you're, they're like, oh, this is easy. No, if you're like darting back and forth, even knowing that I don't want the ball and they're never going to pass it to me. Yeah. At least you're throwing off the other team. Yeah. yeah. You're doing something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's such a cool quality. I didn't know that I inspired that in you, but I feel like I realized that. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, well, you know, I know I'm not going to be the best at soccer anymore as I get older. Yeah. So I'm going to try a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. And then I realized Oh, it's more fun just trying different stuff than it is being an expert in one thing because you get so burnt out after a while. Yeah. I, and I, I mean, maybe it's a, maybe it's an insecurity that I project out there that it's like, you need to be specialized in one thing, but I don't think, I think a sense of adventure is it's admirable. And I think a lot of people can't do it. Like people don't like stepping out of their comfort yeah. zone and doing new things. Oh, totally. Um, so yeah, it's not like you're like you're the expert at not getting super anxious if you have to go play tennis or like travel or yeah or be around a bunch of people that don't speak the same language as you. Like yeah, it is. It is interesting. I just think about too how like every time I've started a new job, 
it's really terrifying to me. And uh-huh. I'm like, why the hell am I doing this? But I think what I crave is, is that new. is that adrenaline almost of the new. Yeah. And like, that's why I love what I do now. Cause it's like, it's stressful and it, I work night shifts. So I get shitty sleep and I complain a lot cause we're overworked, Yeah, but I still love it because of all the new things that I learn and all the new shit I do every night. Yeah. Like, it's it's always like oh wow like i've never done that before but let's do it yeah like yeah, yeah. this is awesome like i'm learning like a, something new like a bedside procedure yeah that, yeah or yeah. like even if it's something like super simple but it's just a new way to do something it's like oh cool i've never done it that way i'll yeah. put that in the memory bank and maybe bring it up later yeah yeah that's it's crazy that there's there are jobs out there that you can do the same task different ways and you get to the same point. And it's yeah. like <clears throat> a nurse you work with might, you know, do like have some little nuance on either drawing blood or putting a catheter in or bandaging someone that you don't do yourself, but both ways work. Yeah. I like even, yeah. And I've just seen so many different things while I've been there. It's just incredible. And I'm like, wow, well, any opportunity, like, yeah, if you're doing something and I've never seen it before, like, can I like pop over your shoulder and look? And yeah. It's so cool. That's I don't awesome. know. Even though, yeah, I complain about it and, you know, we're, well, it's, 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 it's grunt work for a, a most of the part. I mean, I have nights where majority of the time I can't even afford a 10 minute break for 12 and a half, 13 hours that I'm there. Yeah. So, but there's something about it that's also very appealing to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that. I know that you dig uh challenging yourself and i know that even when you complain about it sometimes i know it's not real like you even if you if you complain to me you're not going to complain to anyone else yeah um, ben was, oh my gosh did you hear ben today <laughs> what did he say so i was like talking to him about yeah i was just like pretty tired today you know work's caught up with me i've worked like 5 of the last 8 days or something like that yeah Thir- like been at work till eight thirty to nine. Yeah. And then he was like, Oh, I didn't even know you worked night shift. Well, that's, and I, how do you like it? And I was like, Oh, I actually really don't like it most of the time. <laughs> and he was <laughs> like, Oh that. wow. Really? I've never heard you complain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh, well I feel like Spencer hears me complain, but that's, and, I was trying, and I was some trying to other tell- people, but for the most part, I try to keep it positive. Yeah. I was trying, or I think I talked to, Maybe I talked to Abby about it recently or yeah, something. Yeah, I was going to say, I probably complained to Abby about it or like, you know, because she, she's yeah, been in she, the same situation. Yeah, she understands uh, nursing and being a nurse at night and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, like, even if you disliked it, you would still go and do it because yeah. you know you have to do it. Yeah, and I was like getting teared up when my dad retired, just thinking about like, that's a quality that I've always appreciated in him is how he never complains about anything. Yeah. And so I've always tried to be the same way. Yeah. And just awesome. kind of you roll with the f- roll with the punches and do what you got to do. Yeah, you do what you got to do cuz that's, that's rad. Because sometimes it is rewarding and sometimes it's not, but you know, there's there's always a positive outlook on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. I don't know. I feel like like nursing and direct patient care is so different than 
other people's jobs um, because yeah. there's like a direct impact. You're seeing the person face to face. High stakes. High stakes, especially if they could die if you mess something up. Whereas other jobs, like you could, you know, slack off a little bit or whatever. Yeah, I was telling you that was what was blowing my mind about this whole pandemic where people are sitting at home and it's like, you're not actually working on your computer, but oh. no one even notices. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, I could never get away with something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. well, you just haven't done anything for the last eight hours, but you're still getting paid. So the other the other job I think about with that was a job, you know, looking back on it, I'm glad I had it, but I'm not like, it wasn't the most fun. What? What was it? Subway? Subway. Subway. I knew it. <laughs> but it's like working in fast food. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe Pizza Hut's a little bit different because you can deliver pizzas. Like, it, in I know you didn't have an iPhone back then, but you could have parked your car and probably just hung, like given yourself 10 minutes. Oh, no. No, uh-uh. not going to deliver a pizza? No, because oh. you're making like shit on the road. You're making maybe oh, like 80 so cents. So you want to get back as quick yeah, as you can. Because gotcha. they're, they're covering you, your pay with the tips that you get from yeah, the delivery. That's so that should Yeah. Not so be you're like busting ass to get back. Yeah. Okay. So something, I mean, we, yeah, we, but could there's, take this, yeah. we could take this a whole different direction and talk about how tipping is the dumbest thing in the world. But <laughs> I, I, I was just going to yeah, I was just going to say, never mind. Yeah. What, what were you going to oh, say? Oh yeah. I was like, well, not for, yeah, just that they've made it the norm that companies can save money by part of your employee's pay should be considered the tip. Who, so so who Pizza came Hut. came up with that? Yeah. So Pizza Hut will only give you minimum wage, seven twenty five. If you're like, there's a certain point where, you know, the waitresses. So when I was waitressing there, it was three fifty an hour because they expected my tips to make up the rest. How is that? But the only, so the only way, like I would have to enter how much I made for the night. Mm -hmm. And so if I didn't break at seven twenty five an hour, then they would cover the rest. Oh, oh, okay. So that's, so it's like waitressing, you take home part of your pay at the beginning, like immediately because you're taking the cash home. Yeah. But there's also another part where, you know, your paycheck is going to come, but it's going to be tiny because you took home a majority, right? after you worked yeah yeah that's i just don't i don't get how that's legal but i guess i understand if they're covering if you don't make up to minimum wage and they cover the rest of it that's good at least yeah yeah. because if zero people tipped you then they're still making up for that well just the fact that when we were traveling you have to look up by country how do they know what you make in tips you had to tell them what you made in tips yeah you had to inventory yet do you think waitresses have to inventory what they make in tips yeah probably oh i guess you yeah. write it you write it on so the receipt but it was what, always interesting because i would know drivers that you know would count their tips but really because you don't want to be taxed on it either oh, you just and throw you'd get more money pocket. potentially you could get more money from pizza hut if you didn't break even yeah yeah but yeah they would lie about how much they made in tips who wouldn't yeah. That's crazy. I, I wouldn't. I never did. Well, you're a goody two-shoes. <laughs> but like most people, I feel like all the shithead teenagers that worked for Pizza Hut 
Yeah. Yeah. Probably yeah, just pocketed so much cash. Yeah, I could have lied every time. Um, but yeah, that's why waitresses like when you give cash tips. Oh. Because electronic, I mean, it counts it itself and then any sort of check payment. There's probably a fee a that thing. they have to pay every time they swipe their credit card too. And yeah, yeah, but no, it's it goes down to more like you can manipulate how much you make if it's cash like how much you report. Oh, yeah, yeah, Whereas if it's an electronic transaction and they tip on their card, oh, they, know exactly. it, they know exactly how yeah. much you made. Yeah. So that's why waitresses appreciate tips in cash. But I think if you get tipped as a waitress, at least this is how it worked when I worked at Louie's, I was a busboy and the cooks, is it too cold? No, I didn't know if it was picking up on the mic. Sorry. Me? No, the... The oh. sound of the AC because I'm oh. close to it, but I think oh, it's it, fine. It it might be. Um, okay, I forget what I was talking about. Oh, at Louis, so the cooks, the busboys, the hostesses, and the waitresses, all, no matter who got tipped, it all got it all went into a pool, and everybody got the same percentage out of that pool. Yeah, some places do it that way. Yeah, which I think is kind of like. You're dealing with your waitress and she's schmoozing up the person. If And if the waitress does a good job, and I, I say she like every waitress is a chick, but the waitress is doing a good job. Well, waitress is a chick, a waiter. Oh, oh waiter and waitresses. <laughs> sorry. Waiters and waitresses um, are schmoozing up the people. They're the face of the company for the guest. It's like... I would I would be okay if the waitress got paid more than the busboy, you know? Yeah, like got so you more hand them the a... five under the table or whatever. And same with like valets, I oh. think. I feel like they always pull stuff together because it's like one person pulls your car out, whereas another might go and... It's like, it's I'm like talking everyone... like I get a valet all the time. <laughs> Dude, we've done one valet <laughs> yeah. ever in our life. <laughs> but you know, everyone knows how it works. You know, you drop yeah, off your car, yeah. one person might grab it, and then another person, what she hand a tip to at the end of the night or whatever. What what blows my mind is it got like America got to the point where tips are so commonplace that if you don't tip, it's an insult to the person that's serving yeah, you. But a minimum percentage as well. Yeah, minimum like fifteen. If you oh you don't tip fifteen percent. Yeah. What? Why? And now it's like, oh, I always do 20. Yeah. I, I feel it's like, like most oh, of you us... don't do 20? I only do, like, my parents are always like, yeah, always 15%. And then sometimes my mom says, oh, you don't want to tip on the tax, too. Oh. I'm like, you take the time to figure that shit out? <laughs> That's, but yeah. But it's, I mean, it's, I acted like that was a hard thing to do. But the fact that you would, like, nickel and dime well, that much to yeah. not tip on the tax. Five five cents in 1975 meant a lot more than five cents now. It's true. Dude, you know what I think is crazy? What? You made some noises. Oh, when I swallowed that? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. We're going to... This is a process that we're going to... Well, I was actually really worried that I wouldn't be making mouth noises because you like focus and fixate on that stuff. It's hard. That would be like horrifying in your ears. See, that's why if you talk on the microphone like this... Yeah, I feel like Ooh, you can do that. That's the gross. worst. Man. See, so I was worried to... I would be doing that oh, the whole no. time. I think I think I did it. I think the mic was too close to my mouth when I did the preliminary um, video. Podcast. Well, not the podcast, but the video about Croatia. Oh, gotcha. I think the podcast came out pretty well with Chad. 
Yeah, it um, did. The sound quality and everything. Sound quality and stuff was good. My mic was a little quieter than his mic. Yeah, and I don't know why that happened. But um, I think for the most part, we put together a good thing. Yeah, it was awesome. The quality of it. So how do you determine like, like what if I had a really loud voice and you wanted to turn just me down a hair? Do you manually adjust everything? So you can go in, like if you're, if you look at this right here, you're plugged into one, you're plugged into the second outlet. Oh yeah. And it lights up on my second, side. Yep. Second input. I'm plugged into the first input, which this is a whole other tangent, but they're right and left inputs, but you don't do them as a stereo input. You do each one as a mono input, which just means there's like one track. So if you were listening, have you listened to stuff with earbuds? Yeah. And you take one earbud out and like all of a sudden you don't hear the singer singing. You only hear half the song. Oh, I guess I've never noticed that drastic oh, of a difference. Oh, you haven't? Okay. So some, some songs are like that and I don't know which ones are and which ones aren't and why it's like that. Um, but that's because it's a stereo track. It's not a mono track. So I, you turn these into mono tracks. They go into the computer and then on the track, I could manipulate your track if you're too yeah, quiet the whole time, I, I could just turn you up on that. That seems pretty straightforward. Yeah. Which is interesting. Like it kind of blows my mind learning um, like Photoshop and how do you put, oh, did you swallow? Yeah. Did you hear it? <laughs> yeah. I could hear yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. I thought it was a little too close. Uh, to the it's mic. okay. Whatever. I feel like that's going to happen. Um, I've been pretty good about burping away from the mic. I'm trying, but my stomach <laughs> has constantly felt like there's a burp about to surface. Oh, shoot. No, not anymore. I think I burped uh, it all out. Gotcha. But yeah, you got really worried. Like my GI tract would ruin this whole podcast. <laughs> we got to go to the ER. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, shoot. No. You need to go lay down and we'll do it laying down. <laughs> Fart it out. I'll interview you while you're in bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just want to sleep. Oh my God. Sister's just laying here looking like a dead log. I wonder what she thinks about. I wonder if she likes the new carpet. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> probably it's better than laying on a cold floor sometimes she i feel like she digs laying on the cold floor sometimes she likes the cold Dude. floor she doesn't like sliding everywhere some yeah sitting is hard if there's not carpet but what is hilarious is so we have a we have like a little rectangle bed for sis that's in the corner of our bedroom and sometimes we wake up and sis is like <laughs> arms her front arms and her head is hanging her off front arms. well what do you call them her front her legs <laughs> Well, they're arms for us. <laughs> she can't grab anything with them. But she's half on her bed and half off. And I feel like that's the dog equivalent of like pulling one leg out from under the covers. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get the but cold hard God, ground on it looks on so me. uncomfortable. I think she's flattened that <laughs> like, out. She's a fat dog. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I think she's flattened like some of herself out by like laying on the ground. <laughs> we got that flat sister. Do you remember like Flat Stanley? No. Oh, you didn't do that? Was in that something that like school? I ran over or something? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hold it together. I'm sorry. I, I thought it was like a Wait, cartoon of a no. kid that got ran over no. or something. <laughs> no. Flat Stanley. So it was like an elementary school project. And I, I don't know if they still do it. But, what? But what you do is you create like this mini person and you like just it's just a paper figure cut out and then you just decorate it with crayons or markers Uh and you send it to people like in different states or around the world and then 
it's like flat Stanley's trip around the world. And then the person, do they take pictures of it? Yeah. They take pictures with them and they send you a letter back with them. Yeah. So I remember doing that with my grandma Yeah. and I don't remember where she was. I don't know. It wasn't anything like China or anything super extreme, but I feel like she did cool stuff with flat Stanley in Washington. And Dude. then they, they would send them back to you. And it was it was so exciting. And you would always get like a present. It was that's no such way. a cool like. That is cool. Elementary school teacher to project. Learn, yeah. To learn how. Yeah. And you got something from the, the a different area of the world. Yeah. And you could probably. Did it ever go international? Or was it just in the I'm U- sure it could. You could send it to someone like internationally. I got to look up Flat Stanley. <laughs> I thought it was like a cart like Ed, Ed and Eddie or something. Oh my God. <laughs> That kid that got ran over. <laughs> it's just like what a kind flat... of cartoon is this? I don't know. Did you ever watch like Rocco's Modern Life? I'm sure you weren't allowed to. Uh, that doesn't even... It sounds familiar, but yeah, definitely don't know anything about Did it. Did you ever watch Ah, uh, Real Monsters? No. Oh, gosh. Yeah, dude. You didn't watch like... Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network? I did. Yeah, I watched like Powerpuff Girls. Courage the Cowardly Dog was a weird one. But do you remember that? No, I know you talked about Dexter's Laboratory? I've watched Dexter's Laboratory. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, that's weird. It's like we are just far enough apart in age that... But there it's wasn't like, some, like a... Things fizzle out so quickly. There though. wasn't like a raunchier show that was for like middle schoolers when you were like 10. And your parents were like, you can't watch that show. Uh, not that I can remember. So we Maybe had, like Boy Meets World, but that wasn't that raunchy. Yeah, but that wasn't raunchy. That was like... Maybe Friends, but that was a little before us. That was the 90s. I'm talking I'm talking about if there's a like a cartoon that they made for like teenagers. And you, you like, I know me and my like sisters... Like now it's Adventureland, right? Yeah, or like Rick and Morty. Like kids oh, kids yeah. don't understand Rick and Morty. Yeah. Like adults oh, understand Rick and Morty. Oh, I feel like probably The Simpsons was one that oh. I don't think my parents would want me to watch. Yeah. But it was like a, like King of the Hill too. Oh, yeah. King yeah. of the Hill. You know what's funny about King of the Hill? Chad is so into oh, King of the Hill. Oh, yeah. That's what he said on your last one. And I've never watched it. He's watched so much of it. Um, that's so funny. Yeah. And he, oh, he's watched it so many times through, I guess that's what I'm saying, which I don't have, I don't know if I have a show, I guess parks and rec. I kind of know most episodes. Like it's rare that I come across an episode where I'm like, I don't really remember this one. Yeah. I feel like that's me with SpongeBob from when I was younger. Oh yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah. I know that episode, you know, up to a certain point where I stopped watching. Are so they, are they still episodes. making SpongeBob, SpongeBob episodes? Well, the creator died. Mm. Uh, so I don't know. They might still be making it with a different creator. So I feel like that's turned a lot of people off of it. Yeah. Just the fact, like the knowledge, even if he could produce like very similar material, I'm sure it's just the knowledge that it's a different creator or maybe it was producer too. Well, I think they, I think they continued to make, um, oh gosh, was it Garfield? Or one of yeah, there was Garfield like a, was around for a long time. There was a super famous comic that, like a comic strip that the creator of it and the guy that drew it and wrote it, he died. But somebody else like took it over and they continued to do it after he died. Interesting. Yeah, isn't that yeah, weird? Yeah, that's kind of like um, oh, Michael Crichton died in the middle of writing a book, and then they finished. A it for dude him. finished yeah, it for him. It's such a bummer. And that's what people have said about that book 
is it was so good up until like you can tell kind of when it turned. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. That's that's kind of like um with the Dune series too. Oh, somebody started writing. Uh his son when he died oh. continued to write the series and it's bugging the shit out of me that I can't remember. I keep thinking L. Ron Hubbard. But oh, yeah, oh, George R. R. Martin? Was it No, it No, was, he's still no. alive. It's it's someone and I would recognize the name, but I'm so bad at names. It's crazy. Isn't it weird that like people die in real life and in like fantasy worlds we just can we just pretend that they're continuing to live on? Like Dumbledore died after filming the second one. Yeah. And they just replaced him with another dude and pretend and they didn't even address it. Yeah, I mean you got to do you got to do. Yeah, it's so they're like Okay, like, we this have actor's to make really old. Well, yeah, we have to make the rest of them. Yeah. Like, do you guys know how much money came from the first and second one? <laughs> yeah, and they had to like invest in a guy that. All right, you're you're you look really old, but you're younger than that last guy, so you should last the rest of these movies. Oh my god! Yeah, they do, probably totally do, thought about. Did that. they do like a hospital check on the guy that signed up to play Dumbledore after the first one died? Like yeah, they made him they go get a physical. Did, like, show him the, his medical records. Yeah, and to like, him. A, like, dude. Okay, the only way you're getting this job is if you don't have a tumor. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's crazy. Yeah, probably like some major sh- shit. Like, they don't want you to get sick, and we can't have three Dumbledores. Do you, God forbid. Do you know what I'm thinking about right now? What? Harry, did you put your name into that goblet of fire? Yes. <laughs> Dumbledore yeah. was so mean in episode or episode four, uh, <laughs> Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Um, the fourth movie. The fourth movie. The fourth book. It's a book first. Yeah, yeah. Fourth, fourth book, and they made a movie about it. Um, <laughs> but it's particularly he's particularly rude in the fourth movie. Yeah, he's pissed at Harry. <laughs> he was never pissed in the book. It's like how did they translate? It's like Dumbledore said softly to Harry, "Harry, did you put your name into the goblet?" And in the movie, he like shoves him into like a shelf that has a bunch of pots and pans on it. <laughs> He was abused by all father figures. Yeah, like Snape was an asshole to him. And then at the last minute, he tells him, oh, spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't read the Harry Potter series. Or watched all the movies. But yeah, then at the last minute, he's like, he's like, no, I actually loved your mom and you're awesome and I love you guys. And, and your Harry's dad's like, a dick. Yeah, and your dad. Dude, James Potter. He's the meanest person. Yes. I didn't realize that until you pointed that out. James Potter has zero, like redeeming qualities yeah. at all oh you happen to be the you were the jock bully you were good at quidditch and then you fucking just shit on people that were different didn't, yeah we're different and happened to be friends with the girl that you had a crush on yeah like finally james won her over but she fucking hated him every time they went back in time yeah like she, like harry never saw his mom love his dad until after they had Harry. Well, it was like a certain point in high school. or Is that what they say? Well, I feel like there's a flashback where... He, where They're never all buds with Snape. No, they, they're never all buds. But I feel like Lily, at a certain point, like turns and is like, oh, Snape's kind of weird. Yeah, you're right, James. I feel like it goes more that way. And she's with James in that sense. Yeah, that's still weird to me that her and Snape... Oh, yeah, I do remember when she gets pissed and she, like, runs away from Snape. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, because we just watched that last... Because you had never seen the last movie. I hadn't seen six. Seven part two. 
No, I had never seen six, oh. seven part one or seven part two. Dang, yeah. So yeah. that was that was fun to watch those recently. Yep. I I disliked the fifth movie so much that I didn't even give the other ones a try. And especially after four, they cut so much stuff out of four and it was so different from the book that I gave it another shot with five and then I stopped watching them. But the funny thing is when we you just re it. Yeah, when we just rewatched them, the fifth one was pretty dang good. It was a great movie. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. What was your favorite movie from the Harry Potter series? Oh, my favorite movie. Gosh, I don't know. Okay, what was your favorite book then? I don't know that either. They all... I, I'd have to There's think more about it. There's not one that you it. enjoyed more than the other? I think I liked... I don't know. I can't choose. I, not, not in particular. It was more just the fact that I think the seventh book is the one that I read the fastest. And mm -hmm. it was like the excitement of being so close to the end of a series, just wanting uh, to know what, what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it had been so long since I had remembered like the series of events in that last movie. Like mm -hmm. it felt like I was experiencing it for the first time because it had been so long since I'd seen the movie. That was the movie I had watched the least. Okay. I'd I, only seen it when it premiered. I have a question about the seventh movie and I don't know if I'm right or wrong about this, but I feel like I noticed this when we were watching it. They, the freaking movie is called the deathly hallows and the deathly hallows is the wand, the stone, uh, what was it like the seer stone? It wasn't even like the philosopher's stone. That's the way the they could have seer stone. Yeah, they could have think they could have made it the, the philosopher's stone and like tied up the yeah, series with the a nice book. book. The first it, book. Oh yeah, that's the first book oh, where they steal it from yes, like Gringotts. Not the sorcerers, it's the philosophers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, did I say philosophers? Well, it is the I'm philosophers. I'm so cultured. Yeah, <laughs> I don't say sorcerers. Um, well, we were just looking at that the other day. Yeah. Um, like do. People in America not know what a philosopher is. They had to change it yeah, to, to sorcerer. To sorcerer. Like, what the hell? Are we stupid? <laughs> um, okay, so back to the seventh book. It's about the wand, the wand, the stone. rock, the stone, and, and then, then the invisibility yes. cloak. And did they even address the invisibility cloak in the movie? No, they didn't. Remember, then, we talked about that. Okay, so they see the triangle with the circle and the line through it, mm -hmm. which is the symbol for the Deathly Hallows. Luna's dad has it. They see it in a book, blah, 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 all that stuff. But And they, they're so worried about the stone and the wand, they never address... That, oh, Harry has already inherited it. Yeah, Harry like, got... Oh, oh, oh Harry, Harry got that year one from uh, yeah. his grandpa. <laughs> Please, I already got this. Yeah, how... What a coinkadink, yeah. dude. I forget, how did he, was it just because of his lineage through Gryffindor that he had that? Or how does dad get it? Do I don't think, I don't think his dad had it. I think he got it as a present from Dumbledore. Because his dad had it though. No, I don't think his dad had it. They, they were the ones that drew up the martyrs map. The marauder. How do you say that the word? Marauder. Mar marauder. Marauder. <laughs> I've never tried. To, I guess so. Martyr? The martyrs map. Yeah. I can see it in my head, but I guess I've never tried to say it out loud. There's a U and an E and an R and a couple yeah. weird places. Some A's scattered here and there. <laughs> um. So, uh, what is your next book that you're going to read? Because you've been flying through the books. 
What are you on right now? What? Um, because I was talking to Brooke and Ashley about this the other day and I'm so embarrassed. What are you embarrassed about? <laughs> I think I might read the Federalist Papers next because I got, so I got my... I don't see that as an issue. Oh, I don't know because it's super nerdy. How is that nerdy? Okay, the fact that you think it's nerdy is like everything that's wrong with America. I know. Like people don't care about... I know. I, it wouldn't keep me from ever doing it, but I just can't believe I'm saying that out loud. But it's like something that is so important to our history and I have never even looked at before. The Federalist Papers. Yeah. So it was free. So I got a Kindle. It was like my big splurge on myself and I was so excited for it. And so when you get a new Kindle, it comes with three months of Kindle Unlimited. Uh So I was just trying to download as much free shit as I could that looked interesting. And the Federalist Papers was just one of them. Yeah. Uh, But right now I'm reading Man in the High Castle, which I really, I like. How how far into it are you? I'm about halfway. Do you like it? Yeah, I really like it. It took me a second to get into, but I feel like the last... Philip Dick. Philip book, K. Dick. Yeah, that I read. The sci fi um, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Mm-hmm. I think it took me, it was kind of the same way. It took me a, a second to get into his writing. You know what book was like that for me? Foundation. Oh, yeah. It was just a little bit different than I'm used to. And there's so many characters thrown at you that it's hard yeah. to keep track of who's who. But I'm also, I might be horrified if, does he, he does write Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, correct? Philip K. Dick? Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I was correct in saying that. But no, something that I was looking on Reddit the other day because I was appreciating in his writing was, I was, so basically the premise of the book is, if Japan and Germany won World War II. Mm-hmm. And so it's it takes place like this guy shortly, maybe like five to ten years after the war, like what's happening with the Japanese occupation in San Francisco. So he's over at a Japanese guy's house having dinner. And the okay, way so so the premise is though, Japan has California and the Germans have the rest of the country, right? Something like that? Something like that. So the middle is kind of free oh, you man's said like land no man's ish. Land, yeah. And then I think more of the East Coast is German influence. Uh-huh. But so he's over at this Japanese family's house having dinner, and the dialogue between them is so amazing. Really? Because so he writes it. You can tell they're speaking to each other in English, mm-hmm. but you can like hear the Japanese accent in the way they talk with his what? writing. And then the guy from America that is the Eng- the native English speaker yeah. starts talking like them in the way he puts his sentences together. So they so does it say they began speaking in Japanese? And no, then- it doesn't. No, it doesn't do anything like that because that would ruin everything. Yeah. But the way it's written, you can tell like the sentence structure shortens itself to being like choppy English. And the English speaker starts doing that too. You know what you mean? And it just shows you like the Japanese influence that they, they put into... Like this occupation that's only been there for like five to 10 years. That's so awesome. At the risk of sounding um, like close-minded. So if a Japanese person says like, you know, like the chicken, 
does then he say, I know like the chicken? Is it like that kind of? Similar, but it's more subtle than that. So I noticed it and then I was like, it's kind of weird. Like his sentence structure changes when he's doing like a dialogue between this Japanese guy and the guy from San Francisco. And so I looked it up and sure enough, it was like a thing because I was like, there's something about this that I'm really enjoying, but I don't know exactly why. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, am I imagining this because mm-hmm. I'm so into the book right now? Yeah. Like how it's written was just like really hitting home for me. So I knew I would find something on Reddit yeah, about yeah. it. So yeah. sure enough, there was like this big, long post about it and like everyone taking appreciation for it. I was like, yes, this is why I love Reddit. Dude. Okay. I... Granted, I haven't read as many books as you. Well, I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm definitely not reading as many as you are right now. Yeah, the current phase I'm going through. If you dug that, you have to read American Psycho. I already did. When did you read American Psycho? Remember, I I read it maybe like two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago. I th- What? I yeah. thought you said it was still on your list. Oh, baby, no. is Fight Club on your list then? Yeah, what? I haven't read Fight Club, but I read American Psycho. I borrowed it from Bob. And then I did, think you were still living over there. Like, this was a long time ago, and did I, I didn't li- read it right away, but I finished it, and then I watched the movie, like, after Night Shift one Did one I morning. leave it? Did I leave it on? Or maybe you, maybe I still had it from borrowing yeah, it from Bob. Yeah, and, and then we then, gave it back after I read it or something. Okay, so the the thing I'm talking about, do you know what I'm talking about from that book? Like there's such a subtle change. Yeah. You can tell when he's changing personalities. Yeah. Yeah. When he goes, when he starts to go insane. Yeah. He starts, he refers to himself. Like he goes through that weird night where he like kills people and he's hiding in his office from the helicopters and stuff. Yes. He starts. Yeah. You're like, wow, he's gone crazy. He starts calling himself patrick Bateman. yeah he doesn't say person. me yeah, yeah it goes into third person yeah it, Dude, and it's so that subtle was wild well that's why i appreciate the book so much i just got goosebumps man but it's like regardless of the theme of the book like to have an author ex- execute something like that yeah and just slowly that character development all throughout the book like, until you get to the end and you realize like looking back you can you realize that you've seen this for a while coming and yeah. like it's a gradual growth into the character you're you're reading about now. Yeah, it's yeah. so awesome. It like gets into your head and you start to think like them and yeah. like just as you're reading along. It's so know. bizarre. That's why I love reading and I love finding good authors like that. Do you think, has there ever been a book that you've read that's written in first person that you disagreed with the choices of the character? Or do you always kind of side with the character if it's in first person? Uh, like, I don't know if I've ever read something that's first person where it's like, this guy's an idiot. Yeah, nothing's coming to mind right away. Yeah. But it is, yeah, so that kind of just goes to show. It's like, if you can see something from someone else's perspective, maybe there's not anyone that is an idiot in the world. Like you, you know how it's so easy to look at someone and their actions and be like, "What were Holy they cow, thinking?" They're so stupid. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, like a first person perspective on things, like yeah, a book written from first person. It's like I can't think off the top of my head at least any book that I disagree with the main character's point of view. Yeah, and I 
or it's analysis just, of things. So what's your favorite, what's your favorite style of writing? Do you like first person or do you like third person or? Wow. I've never thought about that. I guess I like first person. So I have, I think, I don't know. I feel like there's kind of like a second person. And this is so stupid that I'm going to reference JK Rowling again, but it's like, it's saying Harry did this, but it's like, also Harry thought this too. And you don't really get the thoughts of the other characters. Yeah. You only get like their reactions to stuff. And it's like, it's never like it, like you never yeah. follow Ron on a side quest without Harry. Yeah, it's like true. Harry's always there. You know he's the main character, even though everyone's yeah. It's like written in third person. Yeah, and I I feel like every once in a while there's a chapter dropped yeah, in there. I guess that's just your main character development. Yeah, you know, yeah. You one need person one person turns into the main character. Yep, yep. But yeah, sorry. What were you saying? Oh, I was just gonna say there's other chapters dropped in there where. You know the first chapter of the fourth book. There's like a housekeeper guy that gets murdered. Yeah. And it's it tells it from his point of view. It talks about his feelings. And then I really I, enjoyed that part, actually. Yeah, it and then like different. the snake comes and kills him. Yeah, that whole thing was yeah. weird. And then I think it was it's either at the beginning of the sixth book or the seventh book. And he um it opens, I think, at the Malfoy's house, and it's talking about like Draco's dad and how I don't know, he's scared of Voldemort and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. just interesting how like a few chapters here and there do that. Yeah, but jump for, around a little bit. But for the most part, it's always following Harry and his feelings. Yeah. Which I guess that's why the fucking book's called Harry Potter. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, for writing styles, I don't know. I feel like they're, I'm in the mood sometimes like for stories like Harry Potter that you can appreciate, but I hate how J.K. Rowling writes. But granted, it's why a, ch- it's a children's writes? book. I mean... There's a difference between reading that for pleasure and reading like Steinbeck's East of Eden. Like it's going to be drier, but you just have to appreciate the writing style and the imagery that it produces in your head. Yeah. And there's probably a, a bigger point to make about, you know, the world. I mean, I don't know. Maybe J.K. Rowling had this whole. Ul- yeah. It's appealing oh. in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe J.K. Rowling had a whole ulterior motive about. People who have to hide. No, you know what it was? When when we were watching it, we figured it out. It's about like Nazi... Occupation? Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, Nazi occupied France. Yeah. It's like, well, uh, you know what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that analogy works now, but like Dolores and like the mandates at the school, like... Yeah, yeah. Someone starts doing something, then you make it illegal for it to occur but even like the bigger picture of things it's like why are the why do the wizards have to hide from the real people it's like dude you can murder them with a stick why why are they not the dominant species it's like wait sometimes this magic thing isn't helping them when it really should yeah we need to leave them alone and if you're born different then we come and take you as a child and we talk and we talk to your parents do you think they erase the parents minds like when the kids like i know hermione erased her parents yeah that's what i was thinking like at the end of it but do you think every time she like she goes home and she skis with her family over Christmas, like they go to Sweden or whatever, or uh, Switzerland, 
And then she comes back. Before she leaves, does she, like, cast a spell on her parents that says... Uh, you won't remember. Yeah, I'm going to boarding school. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a wizard anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I mean... It's like they get, because, the, they get the consent from the parents. Yeah. Like, originally, and then they erase their minds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, for how long would you be able to keep a secret if you're having all these, like, muggle-born yeah. okay. characters? So, you, like, know, you know who kept the secret the whole time was Harry's aunt. Yeah. And it had to be on the understanding that she was horrified by it. That's why she wouldn't tell anyone because she was so, it was such a despicable thing was what to if, be a witch or wizard. I Like, okay, they're like the stuck up snooty people. But what if you had like some rad humans that were like, oh, dude, can I come? Yeah, like, I want to go see. My kid's going to learn how to make a dog float up into the air? Yeah. Like, why? who wouldn't want to go there? Yeah, seriously. You can produce fire whenever you want. Yeah. You got some cool magic tricks, man. Show them to me. Dude, so this is mind-blowing to think about. I think it was a thread on Reddit that I was reading. They were talking about how... Why are the Weasleys poor? Because they can... You can literally point your wand and anything can come out of it. Like, they conjure up snacks out of nowhere. And, like, they uh, just shoot water out of their wand. Yeah, it's true. Like, why... Why Why are they so poor? Why are... What are they spending all their money on that Arthur's making? Yeah. And then (laughs) there's, like, gold coins that are fake. Like, they're not, like, euros or pounds, you know? Yeah. That... Or is it actual gold? Well, they say it's like goblin gold. And it's like, okay, if the superpowers of the world had not figured out about this goblin gold or like the goblin steel that the fucking uh, Gryffindor sword is made out of and it can destroy anything, you don't think that the Germans would have put that on their tanks in World War II? They would have found out about it. Oh, I see what you're saying. If it's like such a hot commodity the superpowers would be mining it right now. Yeah. And how come there's not an American school? There's a Romanian school and yeah, like Yeah, they're like super obscure places. There's one in France. Is that Those are all the ladies, the girls, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But bow bow bottoms yeah, or Yeah, it's like oh, or? all these places are coming for the Wizarding <laughs> World No, not the Wizarding World Cup. The Goblet Games. Oh, yeah. The Tri-Wizard Tournament. Tournament. So are there only three from the whole world? I don't know, man. I don't know how they chose. Dude, you can start start to poke holes in this, man. (laughs) This is sad. It's not sad. sad. It's fun, man. I I told you it's a different kind of writing and imaginary world that she creates that is so amazing, but it's it's different. Yeah. You you know what's crazy to think about? Speaking of different styles of writing, um, who is is it Isaac Asimov who wrote Dune? No, that wrote, he wrote Foundations. Or Foundation, yeah, yeah, not Dune. Um, uh, Foundation. Yeah, who wrote Dune? It's driving me crazy. Peter O'Toole. No. <laughs> I forget. Um, oh, well. But no, just what I was going to say is they, like once there's inter- interstellar travel and they can like get around the universe so quick. Oh. Mm. Oh, did I swallow? Sorry. All those swallowings. Have I done it a lot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shoot. Darn it's it. It's just like you kind of do the, or like kind of 
I've been trying to do it away from the oh, mic. It's okay. okay. It's this sorry. is sorry. I just to, was fixated on to it. anyone that listens to this, this is kind of a trial run. Well, obviously. Yeah, and I apologize about making mouth sounds. <laughs> you don't have to apologize. To yeah, them. well, we'll figure it out. Um Hey, stop, stop. <laughs> I'll just say it. Oh, Spencer, say that, that was, was you. you the whole time. Um <laughs> So once they get to interstellar travel and they can travel around basically wherever they want, it's like emperors and stuff pop back up. So it's almost like society devolves and they it it's so far out in the future, it's like the year 24,000 that we they've probably gone through so many cycles of oh, society got built up, then it got destroyed, and then it got built up, and then it got destroyed. That like they're kind of in this weird place where interstellar travel has been invented, but society broke down. So like these emperor guys are taking over again. And it's like it's like ancient Rome. Yeah, everything repeats itself. It's very cyclical. Yeah. It's I don't know. That's very interesting. No matter how far out you get. Yeah. It's all kind of a, it, there's some sort of cyclical pattern to it, but it presents itself in differing ways. Yeah, I just can't believe I'm reading that book about the Romans and how smart they were. Oh, yeah. I They were smarter. I mean, you know, I know that there were average people going around and there were homeless people and bums and stuff and um, people that were not scientists or elite people. Excuse me, I had to burp again. Why? Uh, but they they got so much stuff done. Like, they invented republics so they had like like if you lived all the way in you know Dubrovnik you elected a representative that would go over to Rome and voice your thoughts for you like how did they they invented that over 2,000 years ago so don't you think with (laughs) how many people there are in the world now as compared to back then Uh that innovation the degree or percent to which it should take off uh-huh. Will be so much greater because there's such a larger pool of people to choose from, or like the I likelihood it, of a genius being in this larger pool gets I think higher. It, I think it's because been, of the numbers. I think it's been proven. Like yeah. I think, like how technology has gotten so insanely good, it is exponentially taken up. I yeah. think, um, which is interesting. But what what happened between the Romans? Like I'd love to read about the Middle Ages and yeah. Find out Gosh, what the I heck don't know happened. much about that. I don't know. There's a whole conspiracy theory that like the 1300s and the 1400s didn't even happen because oh like, my god, there's, stop. Well, no, because there's not enough info out there oh, as there okay. is about. I thought other... you were saying this was something you were following. No, 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 no. So no. yeah, I just haven't even looked into that time. It didn't <laughs> no, but exist. yeah, they. Uh, it's actually 1820. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting how emperors and corrupt politicians and stuff still persisted after they kind of figured out the perfect system. Like people were still taking advantage of it. Yeah. Taking bribes. Yeah. And it's, it, I think it's cyclical because you know, that happens and then people are like, Oh my God, how did it get to this level? Like things are out of hand now. Yeah. Then they're overturned, you hope. And then things go back to normal for a while and they're like, Oh, we're never going to let that happen again. And it gets far enough away that people forget Yep. and don't remember what events transpired leading up to it. Yep. And then things happen all over again. Dude, dun, dun, dun. it goes, it goes in cycles. Like you said, 
Do you think there's a big war like every 50 years? World War One. Yeah. World War you? Two. It's kind of like looking at patterns of things. And like we were talking about like the dip, like how often is there a big dip in the market? Oh, yeah, yeah. I get, yeah, it is cyclical. It's like every 10 years. Or, yeah, it's looking at the pattern. Too. I guess it's not every 10 years. It's probably twice in the average person's lifetime when they're an adult. So yeah, maybe once every 20 years or once every 15 years. There's like some giant event that happens. That causes the market to crash. That causes the market to crash. Totally. Yeah, there's patterns like that to everything. I mean, it's like we're living in new times and there's so many benefits to where we're at now. But it's like (laughs) humanity itself is the same. We haven't evolved enough in any sort of way to learn from what's happened hundreds of years ago. We're just going to result to the same things, the same outcomes, and then we learn from it, but then we forget what we learned. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, but then, like, how did we get to a point where all these computers and stuff started getting invented? It's like war breeds um, innovation. It's like you want to get so much better than the other person. Oh, exactly, and it puts a deadline on things. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, okay, we have to make a a gun that shoots faster than their gun because if all of our troops have that gun and each one shoots one more bullet then statistically we're going to beat them like yeah little stuff like that yeah little stuff like that to keep you on top or and then whatever technology whatever spring was in that gun that they figured that out for they use that they put that in your car like some company they share at the highest level and it's like oh how did they do that we'll figure out how to do it you know yeah and that's why I think, I okay, I have a friend, sorry, if I'm going off on a tangent. No. But I have a friend who doesn't believe in Elon Musk for one simple reason. And the simple reason is because he didn't make his investors their money back yet. So one aspect of him, the businessman, the business side, I guess it's, is ineffective at this point in time. It's but. not even that it's his business is ineffective because his business is effective. It's just that he duped the investors into giving him a ton of money that he hasn't returned to them yet. Which yeah. I, I see but that. But I feel like anyone who invests in something knows that's going to be a an risk. occurrence for a certain period of time with yeah. the hope that in the long run, you know, all the risk that you fronted, at the beginning yeah. is going to pay off. Which he, I mean, he worked his butt off and he, he invented PayPal. Yeah. I mean, clearly he sold had, it I, and Mike, then used his money. Mike is oh, we're gonna name a little who it is. irrational <laughs> when it comes to this. Yeah. We've talked about trying to see things and I feel like looking at things rationally. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with Mike doesn't think we need to be exploring space in any way. Yeah, but like Tesla, he still shits on Tesla too. But it's like that technology. Yeah, but his association with the whole space race sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, Not space race, but SpaceX. But it's it, like I, you know, people, there are critics of Neil deGrasse Tyson, but I truly think the stuff he says is so inspiring how it's like, a kid seeing a guy step onto the moon, like what did that do for our parents' generation? Like we haven't had that. We've had yeah. nothing like that. 
Like, did we grow up and watch any huge live event in our TV rooms that, like, with the changed, family? Changed what we thought we were capable of in every everything. way. Yeah, yeah. No, we've watched people take. Off, I mean, we watched some people take off in a spaceship the other day. Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. But some people didn't even know it was happening. Yeah, because there's so much other shit that is more exciting to put on the news channels these days than. Something like that. Yeah, like the positivity behind that was just incredible. Yeah, the whole team coming together and cheering and stuff. Yeah, it's just like, can we not focus on one positive <laughs> yeah. thing that humanity has created? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't, I mean, who knows what that next event is going to be. Maybe like the first dude to step on Mars or... That would be crazy. Yeah, but I feel like so many changes are so gradual. There's rarely an event that's like... Oh, the the person crossed uh, the Pacific Ocean in an airplane the first time. Like that's a huge event, and maybe it's just to the yeah. point where we've explored so much that well, it's. I feel like the only thing I can think of mapping the human genome, but that wasn't as extraordinary as they had, in, or revolutionary as I think they had intended for it to be. So have they not done that yet? No, they've mapped the human genome. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. I thought that was like Clinton pushed to have a bunch of like research expanded. And so that was like a big, was it like early 2000s? I don't know. I no, have no Clinton, idea. Clinton was like early 90s. Yeah, I know. But he pushed to oh, expand oh, oh. like funding for all sorts of genetic research. And then I f- want to say it was sometime in the early 2000s. But that's very minimal research or rec- and poor recollection on my oh, part. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess Clinton was Clinton was all the way up till like. 2000 but um yeah i feel like maybe something like that to a certain extent would be equivalent but 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 once again i feel like the like oh my gosh what am i trying to say in the medical field so much has to go into such small changes that rarely is there a gigantic change that happens like think about how much time and money it takes to get a new drug online. It's like four billion dollars for one drug, and how many trials do they have to do? It's insane. Yeah, that's why no one wants to create new. Do you know the issue with no one wanting to create new antibiotics? No. So it's like we're gonna be experiencing all these superbugs, but there's no real incentive for pharmaceutical companies to get into antibiotics mm-hmm. because. First off, it's not like a prescription that people are going to be taking for a year or their entire life. You know, it's like maybe seven to 10 day treatments Yeah. for one particular bacteria. And it has to be this very narrow, specific bacteria that it treats. And it's like a medication that, you know, you have to put all that funding into, but you're not going to make any money from it because people aren't getting a renewed prescription year after year it's just going to disappear it's just like you treat it once and it's gone yeah exactly so that's the biggest fear now because all these super bugs that we're creating with antibiotic resistant bacteria dude and no one doing any research to create new antibiotics do you think there's a cure for cancer oh god i have no idea don't ask me (laughs) well i'm just saying it like that seems like a big mass cover up. Are you? Yeah. After like after conspiracy what conspiracy theory, it's not a conspiracy theory. This is in no way a conspiracy theory, 
But logically, you'd think if companies are making so much money off of people having issues that could be easily treated with antibiotics, but they're worried about not making as much money, why would you treat the worst thing in the world that they're making so much money off of? Sorry. Yeah. It's true. I guess I, I did I guess I didn't want to go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> it definitely I don't think I don't think it should be classified as a conspiracy theory if it's a semi rational question. It You're is. just asking a question. It's a totally <laughs> semi rational question. And it's like, yeah, that is a possibility. That could be a thing. Oh. For so many of these quote unquote conspiracy theories. Yeah. Why do things get labeled conspiracy theories? I don't know. That that's such a it's it's trying like to like rational questions with no answer and potentially yeah like that. I feel that like someone said once that conspiracy theories are like a psyop, like a psychological operation by the U.S. government. The word conspiracy theory itself, they invented that. Charles Manson invented it. Did he? I'm just kidding. Oh no no no! It's the whole FBI shit. Well, but I they was just yeah. Never I think mind. it was in Another like the one. '60s. Yeah, they. They, the government was getting caught doing ridiculous stuff. And so they invented a word to try to delegitimize people pointing that stuff out. No? Yeah, no. I mean, that sounds like super plausible to me. Oh, definitely. It's like brainwashing people, man. You just got to always be a skeptic. And that's how I feel. Yeah, like try to look at it rationally and yeah, ob- just objectively. Not, not take everything you hear the first time as solid fact. Just yeah. be skeptic of everything. Question everything. Yep, yep. And form your own opinion. Yeah. But I think we should... Should we end it on that? I think so, yeah. I feel like I'm that's pretty, a good... I'm pretty... I'm going to look... I'm going to listen to this and realize that, man, I... I don't know anything that I'm talking about. Yeah, you do. What no, are you talking about? No, I just about? feel like I feel like there's things I said that were probably unfactual. Eh, no, <laughs> I don't think so. I I don't know. We'll we'll, see. we'll learn. I feel like if we continue to do this, we will learn a lot about stuff. Yeah, just in yeah. general. Like it's going to make nice, us more curious. Like it's driving me crazy. I can't remember who wrote Dune, oh. and. It like if I could have just pulled up like had my phone or computer here and like pulled stuff up and then like I would be more confident in saying certain things if I could pull up more information and like verify it right away instead of like putting it in a podcast and being like, oh, that's permanently what I think or what I what I recall and then realizing later like I was totally wrong about what I said. I feel like it's fine as long as it's not like I mean, I'm not looking to say anything controversial I'm no, just, I know, but it's like I I try to rattle off a fact I think I know, and it's like, yeah, that's not a fact at all. Like, like all that shit about the human genome, I'm like, uh, I'm like questioning with what I remember now. No, because I I think, I mean, clearly, but, they yeah, didn't... like having something in front of me to just pull up and verify, it could be like, and it would jog my memory more. Maybe yeah. seeing another fact, like, yeah. oh yeah, I remember this fact about it. Yeah, but all right, that was fun. Cool. Well, um. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna continue to do this and kind of figure it out as we go along. Um so what was your uh good clean wrap up at the end? Shoobity doop. <laughs> no, not like a jingle. No. I'm saying like your words of wisdom. You said always be a skeptic. Oh, uh, yeah. We form your own a, opinion. Yeah, form your own opinion. 
question everything, man. Don't take the first thing you hear as fact. Yeah. Just think the world's a little too fast to follow mass appeal and believe what what the main media or other people the hive mind yeah Yeah. the hive mind form your own opinion look into stuff yourself and form your own opinion all right all right peace peace out bye bye (laughs) oh yeah good job that was awesome was that fun